I would say take a risk, but also follow your gut. Like if you think the risk is worth it, then do it. If you're not sure about it, do a little more research, but definitely if you get the opportunity um, to uproot your life, do it. Even if you do it for a year, you know, try it because you never know what's going to happen. Hi everyone, it's Marcy Bullock. Welcome back to season three of Wolfpack Career Chats, the anchor season. A, ambition. N, networking. C, compassion. H, health, both mental and physical. O, organization. And R, resilient. Enjoy the pod. Hi, so welcome to Wolf Career Chats. My name is Sam Raybridge, and I'm a second year business and international studies major at NC State. And today I have Megan King with me. Hi, Megan. Thank you for joining us. Uh, So why don't we go ahead and start and we can just do an introduction. So tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. So again, my name is Megan King. I am a manager of sales and development with Purdue Athletics. I have been in the sports industry for about eight years now, maybe nine, and I've been with Purdue for three years. So thank you. Uh, First, I want to talk about your early career out of college. So I know for many people, and especially recent graduates, entering the workforce and doing the job hunting process can be an enormous task and just feel, have a lot of anxiety and fear about where to start. Uh, So correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw that you started as a marketing and promotions assistant and worked with the Brooklyn Boulders. Mm -hmm. uh, And then eventually you worked your way up to Purdue University. So how did you eventually get your start after college and work your way to where you are now? So I actually interned with the Boulders in college. I started this summer after my junior year. I was a promotions and game day intern. So um, on game days, I was in the office doing uh, promotions and community relations. And then on game day, I was um, helping helping our marketing department run all the in-game promotions. Um, I did everything from be a mascot to dance on the dugout. I have done it all. I've pulled tarp on the field. Uh, in bad weather. So I've been there. Um, And then from there, I continued to intern throughout my senior year of college, um, fall semester, spring semester. Um, I did a full class load. I was a student athlete. I played volleyball and I also carried the internship. So I did all that. So it is possible. Um, And um, then after graduation, they did hire me and I was a ticket assistant. So I did a lot of ticket operations. And then from there, I completely changed directions within, I didn't, I stepped out of marketing and I went into ticket sales. Um, So I went to Army West Point and actually um, I work with the Aspire Group, which is a third party company. I'm still with them, but at Purdue University, Um, made my way through doing new sales, did 80 calls a day, cold calls a day. Two people who maybe haven't been out in two to three years to a football game in Army, um, then got promoted to service and retention consultant where I had my own book of business of season ticket holders, got promoted there, and then had the opportunity to come out here to Purdue. I've been to a few Rock and Boulders games, so I may have seen moves in the mascot costume. I did the YMCA and the Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> classic, classics. Um, how do you think that, that being a student athlete and doing the internship and classes and all that has helped, I guess, your time management now? and being able to be a senior associate of all the ticket sales and everything that you do in the day-to-day? So 
it has definitely um, made me value the time in a day and realize that you need to like plan out um, every minute of your day. Um, since I recently got promoted, I, more meetings have come onto my plate. So I really have to plan out um, the meetings on my schedule and also still maintaining my book of business and making sure that I'm still making those connections with my clients and still helping them out. Um, of course, with March Madness going on and us, you know, making the tournament, um, everybody wants their tickets. Everyone wants to know how they're going to be able to get it. We're playing in Milwaukee starting on Friday. So everyone wants to know how they can get there on top of me being in meetings, figuring out, you know, what's happening with all that as well. <laughs> it's great to hear that you actually switched almost completely we're doing from when you started to now. And I know I've always been nervous when like starting anything new, especially if I didn't know what was what it was going to entail or if I would still want to be doing it in a couple of years. So as someone who's been through the process of finding the right fit and transferring your skills, was there ever a time where you doubted what you were doing and thought maybe this isn't the right job for me? Well, I even before I was a sports marketing major in college, I entered college as an education major. So I... From the time I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be an elementary school teacher um, and focus on special ed. That changed once I was doing field work in the schools. And I was like, maybe this isn't the right step. Um, really made my parents nervous. And I told them at the end of my first semester, junior year, that I was switching majors. <laughs> and their first question was, will you graduate on time? So that was a fun conversation over Thanksgiving break when I was getting ready to set my schedule for the spring. But, I, you know, I had great advisors who were like, you know what, Meg, sports marketing, this is a great major for you. And I was also a communications major. So I completed actually a lot of the courses that I needed and I'm still going to graduate on time. So I went in and was like, I'm going to do marketing. This is what I want to do. I want to run, you know, fan experience, run game day experience. But I loved it when I was at the Boulders. Um, I just had this great opportunity to be able to move on to Army West Point. And I never thought that I would stay in sales. And six years later, I'm still in sales. <laughs> but I've gained so much experience and responsibility from it that it's not just sitting at your desk and making 80 to 90 calls a day. It's I've grown to be you know, someone who serviced them and, you know, renews their tickets. And I, we have donors as well. And anytime they have a question, they call me no matter what it is. Uh, and I've just developed great relationships with them that that's where I found my strength was relationship building. Yeah. And I think one of the hardest things for me and probably a lot of people is having a doubt of not knowing what you want to do, because there's so many things that you can do. And it's just hard to narrow down, well, maybe this isn't the right job for me, but to be able to have those options and find the right fit and whatever it is. And then a lot of the times I'm often my worst critic, which can be so hard for, for confidence building because there's other people out there that are doubting you already. So to be doubting yourself, it's hard to recognize that and switch it. And I think especially in the sports industry, this is a big thing for women because it's often when you share your opinions, you often feel like you shouldn't be at the table or shouldn't be in this industry because you're not a guy, you're not playing sports, and you often feel marginalized when speaking on these opinions. So I was wondering if you've ever felt that way and how you would deal with that and overcome that. Luckily, I have not experienced that. Where I work at Purdue and the people that I work with are amazing. They're also my really good friends, which also helps as well. You will meet some of your best friends along the way in this industry, which is always a bonus. But anytime I ever spoke up in a meeting or ever had an idea, I was fully heard out. And they were like, you know, that's a good idea. Let's run with it. Or like, hey, like, let's go back to the drawing board and maybe think about this a little bit more, you know, and 
I'm also really kind of learning that more as I, you know, take on this manager role and I'm in a lot of these meetings where I just used to hear about what happened in them or like got the, the emails with, you know, the notes and everything like that. So sitting there and, you know, hearing, you know, some of the women in these meetings speak and having their voice heard is just inspiration for it. Yeah. And I'm not professionally or in any way like that, but personally going, I think sports is one of the greatest things that we have, just everyone coming together and being able to cheer for the same thing. And you don't know these people, but once you're in that stadium, you're all cheering for the same thing. You all want the same thing to happen. Uh, So I was wondering if you have a specific experience of just going to a game and just loving the feeling of it. So actually, uh, yesterday, I got a chance to be a fan for when Purdue played in the Big Ten uh, Championship against Iowa. Fortunately, it was not the outcome that we wanted. But I got to actually just sit there and be a fan and enjoy what was going on. And knowing that, you know, a lot of my donors, the season ticket holders, were in the arena down in Indy. But I was like, I get to sit here and enjoy it and have fun and know what it's like what they get to experience and not have to constantly work. But also there are times at football games um, at Ross State Stadium or basketball games in Mackey Arena where I'm working them and I stand there and I'm like, I help make this happen, though. And it's probably one of the best feelings, especially when you work your first event and you had a, a whether you had a small piece, you had a big piece, knowing you helped make it happen and just kind of sitting back and watching for a second is one of the best feelings that you can have. Yeah. And speaking about being a fan, the the pandemic over the last two years, sports were probably one of the most affected industries in general. So I was wondering how you transitioned either to online or however that transition went for you and how it affected the sports teams and everything you do in the day to day. So like everyone got sent home in March, I remember being at my desk and we were getting the updates that the Big Ten tournament was happening and teams were getting pulled off the court. And then, you know, I got the email from our athletic director that the NCAA tournament was canceled. And my immediate thought was one of the biggest tournaments in college athletics is getting canceled. I was like, I'm not going to have a draw. I was like, this is it. I remember calling my mom back in New York going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I am going to be moving home, (laughs) you know, just stressing about it. Our meeting with communication with everyone and constantly updating everybody what was happening, what was going on, what the next steps were going to be. Um, we were still in the middle of football renewals at the time. So we were doing that fully remote. Um, I remember them saying, hey, guys, it's only two weeks. Nine months later, we were <laughs> still home and just you know doing renewal calls and people asking us like, hey, are we still going to have football? And we're like, yeah, it's, it's five months away. You know, things could change. And Four months later, we were calling them back saying, hey, you have a choice. Do you want to refund? Do you want to roll over to next year? And then we were doing basketball renewals and, you know, we were just planning out what was going to happen. So luckily we still had work to do. We still had books of business. Um, We did run a very big donation campaign called More Than a Game, where we had our donors step up and they made donations to, you know, help offset the cost that COVID happened with our department. So we still had that fundraising to do. So luckily, you know, Purdue did a great job helping all of their employees. And the abrupt canceling of major tournaments and everything probably set you guys back. How was the process of getting everything back up and running again and just trying to go back to normal, especially with the new restrictions? Luckily, it wasn't um, as that bad. Um, we were able that September, we were able to slowly go back in the office. Um, and then our boss is really good about kind of on and off whenever we wanted to be in the office or work from home. I'm someone who I like to be in the office. Um, I feel like I'm more productive in the office. 
Um, instead of being at home, I live by myself. So I was like, well, <laughs> all my friends are going in. So why not? Still had masks around the building. Um, so we were still being, you know, social distancing and everything like that and being safe. Um, then fully back in the office that February. Um, but, you know, we still, again, were, uh, we didn't have fans at our football games in 2020. And the, that 2020 we did play, but we didn't have fans, but we were still prepping for 2021. Went on sale that January with renewing season tickets. And, you know, at the time, we didn't know if we were going to be at full capacity. It wasn't announced yet, but we were preparing for it. And we did. And we had over 50,000 people at all six of our home games this year. So everyone was so excited to be able to come back and watch football again. Yeah, I know I, as a fan, was excited to be able to go back to the stadiums because I had a few tickets to games that ended up being canceled. And it was great to be able to go back and watch them. And uh, we talked earlier about you switching, not completely career path, but switching to a different asset of the sports industry. So I was wondering if there were any risks that you took or decisions that you made that you were like, I don't know how this is going to turn out that ended up paying off a lot in the end. Moving from New York to Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My boss out here, um, he actually hired me in Army in 2016, and then he had the opportunity to come out here in 2018. Um, to start our Purdue property here. At the end of 2018, he called me and he was like, hey, do you want to come out here? I've got an opportunity for you. And I immediately shut him down. And I was like, no. I was like, I, I'm not ready to leave. Don't want to move to Indiana. <laughs> I was like, no. He was like, okay, okay. Like, that's fine. He was like, it, he goes, I don't want you to do it if you're not happy with it. Uh, probably four months later, he called me in February of 2019 and was like, offering me to come out and was like more responsibility. Um, and he was like, you know, I think you'd be great for it. There's a lot of people here who really want you. And I said, why not? I went home and told my parents and I said, Hey, I think I'm going to go to, uh, Purdue and I'm going to move to Indiana. And they kind of looked at me and they were like, okay, are are you sure? Do you want to sleep on it? Thought about it for a couple of days. And was like, no, I really want to do it. Parents like, okay. Is that April? packed up the U-Haul. We drove out here. First time ever living on my own. I moved home after college. So first time ever living on my own and setting everything up. And, you know, my parents were like, look, after a year, if you want to move back home, it's totally fine. Like give it a year. It will be three years next month. (laughs) I've been here and I've been promoted twice since I've been here. I'm also the women's sports specialist out here. So I work with women's volleyball and women's basketball, helping put together groups for them and all the benefits that they get and all the outreach So I've also have developed great friendships out here with the people that I work with. So that um, it's helped make me help have Indiana be called home. Like I go back to New York now and I'm like, this is kind of weird, even though I lived here for like 25 years and I've only lived in Indiana for three. Um, But I would say take a risk, but also follow your gut. Like if you think the risk is worth it, then do it. If you're not sure about it, do a little more research, but definitely if you get the opportunity um, to uproot your life, do it. Even if you do it for a year, you know, try it because you never know what's going to happen. That's great. I think moving from New York to Indiana would definitely be something I would, I would probably say no to at first also. Yeah. Going, I have similar, not the same, but a little bit similar going to NC State from New York the move the move to kind of to North Carolina the same going back home because you're only there for a short period of time during breaks it feels it does feel a little weird like you're a little bit out of place in what is actually your hometown exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh so is there anything that you wish 
you would that you were nervous about or had doubts about when you first started any of your work, any of your careers or promotions that you that wound up not being a big deal or anything that you know now that you wish you had known then? I think when I started the job at Army, like my first couple of weeks, I was like, I'm doing sales. Why am I doing sales? It's, can I actually do this? And it was just kind of learning, you know, when you're in sales, you have to learn a lot of product knowledge and you have to learn multiple venues and ticket pricing and, you know, looking at the ticket system and it's like, okay, where's, you know, where's the aisle seat and, you know, and things like that. And just kind of looking everything over and I'm just like, can I actually do this? And it's funny because like one day just everything clicks. It's like you wake up one day and everything falls into place. And, you know, of course you have all your product knowledge in front of you constantly, but you know, you're just having these conversations that are flowing and you don't really have to think about what you have to say next. And I had the same thing when I went to Purdue, you know, struggled with just kind of getting the product knowledge. And then again, one day it just clicks and you're just having these conversations, whether they're tough conversations, they're great conversations. They just will come naturally to you. So in your job, you do a lot of dealing with people, talking to people. So what's one of your biggest tips for staying engaged in the office and with your customers and clients and being able to build these relationships for years? So I'd say, you know, when you're talking to your clients, you know, actually pay attention to what they say. You know, I know it can be hard if you have someone on the phone talking for five, 10 minutes, they're going on a tangent about something, whether it was what happened in the game last night or something that they read, you know, actually, you know, pay attention to what they say, engage in the conversation because you're going to have some people who are going to be like, oh, you probably just don't care what I say. For me, I care about each of my customers. I care about the experience that they have the second they step onto Purdue campus and, you know, what is happening with them. So always just engage. Also with your coworkers, you know, help them out. If they have questions, whether or not, you know, you are, you know, the leader, the manager in the office. The way Aspire trains us is you can be a leader from day one. The day that you start on your first day, you can still be a leader to someone who's been there for three or four years. What do you think some of the most important leadership skills that you've had that you either found by playing sports, or I know I've had a lot of leadership opportunities throughout sports. So how have those helped you to lead in your career? I would say, you know, just being a people person, you know, having empathy with someone, if they're struggling one day, you know, they're having an off day, um, you know, you can have someone come in and, you know, they're happy one day and the next day they're, you know, maybe they're going through something, something's going on, just like, don't be hard on them. Be like, oh, well, you know, why aren't you getting your work done? Just be like, hey, like, are you okay? You know, you want to talk? Let me know. Um, just, you know, being there for people because the way in our office, like we're a team, we're a family, you know, we have our good days, we have our bad, bad days, we say we fight like a family, we're all brother and sisters, but, you know, just have empathy with the people in your office and, you know, always lead by example too. I love the family kind of community sense in a workplace or in school or in anything that just to do more than just the job and be able to connect with people that you see every day or work with. So going off of that, how do you then balance your work and your personal life to really have time for each separately as well as together? So during the off season, I always make sure that or off season for us is really the summer, but I always make sure, you know, I leave the office at a decent hour, you know, our times I would say, or, you know, our hours are eight to five, um, but, you know, during the football season, you know, we're there a little later. Um, but I would say during the summer, you know, I get out of, I would get out of there at five. Um, I like to go to the gym after work. 
Um, so I make sure that, you know, I set that routine and I do that, um, you know, hanging out with your friends outside of work. Um, a lot of them are people that you at least hear the people that I work with, but you know, when we hang out, like we don't talk about work, like we actually, you know, go out, have fun, go to dinner, have drinks, you know, just go do something fun during the season. I still try to stick to some sort of schedule, whether it is getting a workout in for me, that is what helps me de-stress after work. And it's really important to find something where you can just go and shut off from work and not always take it, not take it home. It's very important to balance that when you're at work or at work, but when you're home with your family or with your friends, you know, have that time where you can just decompress. Yeah, that's great advice. I definitely don't do a great job of leaving school work at school and have it with me all the time because everything's just at your fingertips with your phones and computers and all that. So it's definitely a good piece of advice to keep with me. Uh, and going off that, what is the most important piece of advice or the biggest piece of advice that you would either give to other people or that you've received that you think would be the most helpful in your career or personal life just going forward? I would say always ask questions. It never hurts to ask questions. I've you know been in this industry eight years and I ask questions every day. I've been at Purdue three years. Always ask questions. It never hurts because you never know. You also never want to give wrong information. Um, I'd always say to anyone who is, you know, looking to get into this industry, do as many internships as you can when you are in college. That is very important for experience and do different internships, whether it's in marketing, ticketing, event operations, uh, fundraising. And development. Do as many as you can because you're gonna you're gonna get a taste of it all and you're gonna find out exactly maybe what direction you want to go in. That's definitely a, a good idea for me, at least. Um, just trying to figure out what to do and when to do it. Cause the sports industry is definitely something I'm interested in. I've just always loved it. And to be in the business aspect of that, I think it's a new arena that not a lot of people get to see, uh, just being fans. Uh, so this has definitely been very helpful. And to wrap up, I just wanted to ask one last question. In 2040, what advice would you give to yourself now? I would say take risks. Like I'd mentioned, you know, take that job opportunity that's halfway across the country or all the way across the country, whether they're for a year, whether they're there for three, four years, take risks. As long as you're comfortable with them, take them because you never know uh, what's going to happen. Also, make connections along the way, you know, use LinkedIn. Um, I have a lot of people that I connect with on there with, you know, that are at different schools that are with different professional teams. Um, you can always reach out to them and ask them questions. Um, it's a really good source of connections there. And I would say just, you know, again, do internships, find exactly what area you want to go in. Thank you so much. I would definitely be taking making a point to take some more risks. Um, thank you for talking to me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. No problem.